Another day to say God morning. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'd like to dedicate today's podcast once again to my daughter, Nicole. We are always same page, and I just love you so much, honey. You bring excitement to my life. We're having a good time. And God bless you with safe travels today and best, best wishes this evening. I'd also like to give a shout out to an angel that appeared from heaven and his name is Christopher M. And I just want to say, Christopher, God sees you and we know that he does guide our paths. So God bless you and um, keep up the good work. Let's say that. All right, let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm in good spirits today, really good spirits. Okay, good morning, God. You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. Hello, I can't make it on my own. (laughs) So take my hand and hold it tight for I can't walk alone. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. So it was noticed that quite a few people listened to the forgiveness prayer the other day. So it spread, the word spread, maybe people went back and listened to it again. But anyway, the numbers were excellent. They were through the off the charts or whatever. But I just want to say that forgiveness is an act of the will, not a feeling. If we pray for a person, we can be assured that we have forgiven that person. To help accept an individual and open ourselves to a particular person more, just picture him with the Lord Jesus and say to the Lord, I love him because you love him. I forgive him because you forgive him. Forgiveness is a lifelong obligation Daily, we need to forgive those who hurt us or injure us. Amen. And that's from the book of Father Robert de Grandis. Awesome, awesome. Okay, God's purpose for your life today is amazing. Let me share. It's called The Work of the World. 2 Timothy 3, for teaching, for reproof, for correction, 
for training in righteousness. God's word is both inspired and profitable for all the ways the Lord wants to work in your life. And he works through scripture to teach. Even if there is no one else around to instruct you, God reveals himself to you through scripture, his ways, how to follow him and how to honor him in your choices. He also teaches you about yourself, others, how to have healthy relationships and how to handle every situation in life. Through scripture, God teaches reprove. Through the Bible, God exposes the attitudes, beliefs, and habits that are undermining your well-being and relationship with Christ so you can change course. He works through scripture to correct. Through the word, God also helps you get on the right path restores you, improves your life and character, and makes you complete as his child. I'm loving these words, loving them. He works through scripture to train in righteousness. Finally, through scripture, God trains you by renewing your mind, deepening your faith, healing your most profound strongholds, and transforming you into the likeness of Christ. The work of God through the word is powerful because ultimately he is preparing you for all that he will do through you. Mm, 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 mm. Good stuff. Jesus, your word is a gift. Thank you for working through it to teach Reprove, correct, and train me. Amen. Wasn't that amazing? I love it. Okay, and now this is um, a passage about our great mission. So if you are a believer, you are part of the awesome body of Christ, which is called to bring his light to the world both individually and corporately. Though many see the church as a source or as a social organization, that is not what the Bible says it is. Sometimes we forget that our purpose isn't simply to have fellowship, to sing, to praise, to preach, or to worship. Jesus entrusted us with good news of the true life that he offers to everyone. This calling isn't just for a foreign missionaries. It is for every single believer. Your mission field includes your family, your friends, co-workers, and perhaps even a people group that God puts in your heart, often right from your own community. Before returning to heaven, Jesus gave his disciples the Great Commission in which he promised to be with believers to the end of the age. That pledge still stands. He doesn't send us out to do his work on our own. Vowing never to leave us, 
he gives his assurance that all tasks that he assigns will be achieved through us by his Holy Spirit. Listen carefully, listeners. That is powerful. It's good information to know. Vowing never to leave us, he gave the assurance that all tasks that he assigns will be achieved through us by his Holy Spirit. And I never knew until this year that God assigns tasks. Wow. And it's a beautiful thing. What an honor to be included in the Lord's redemptive plan for the world. He invites you to have a vital part in his kingdom, in his kingdom work of transforming what is broken and giving new life. Everything you do in obedience is an opportunity for his spirit to work powerfully through you. He is still speaking his message of assurance to us. He says, you will have me as your companion, your captain, your victory. You'll have me as a resource, as your energy, your anointing, everything you need, you will find in me. Amen. I am awestruck by the Lord. Amen. Stay right with us. We'll be right back with more prayers. Alleluia. I'm now going to read from a New York Times best-selling author. Joyce Meyer tells us how to protect the peace in your life. Hebrews 12, 14, strive to live in peace with everybody and pursue that consecration and holiness without which no one will ever see the Lord. Exercise foresight and be on the watch to look after one another, to see that no one falls back and no one fails to secure God's grace. We can help loved ones walk in peace by maintaining peace, especially when we know they are already under pressure. For instance, my family knows that just before one of my conferences, I am busy meditating on what God has given me to minister that day. I have asked them to help me by trying to keep the atmosphere peaceful. We can help each other to avoid strife by being a little more sensitive to one another's needs. For example, when a husband comes home from an especially trying day at the office, his wife can minister peace to him by directing the children into an activity that creates a calmer atmosphere rather than a chaotic one. When a wife has been cleaning and cooking all day for a special holiday family get-together the next day, her husband can minister peace to her 
by taking the children somewhere for the evening so that she can have a nice long block of quiet time. If a child has been taking exams for a week and is already under stress, the parents might choose to withhold correction for a messy room or for leaving a bike out in the driveway until the stress of the exams has ended. So it is important to know when you are most likely to succumb to conflict that you protect the peace and experience God's power in all of your life. So trust in Him. When are you most likely to feel stressed? What can you do to protect the peace in your life and keep strife out? Well, trust God. Trust Him to provide you with His divine strategy for being a peacemaker wherever you go. Amen. Love it, love it. And then she also talks about the incredible promise of peace. So John 16, everything that the Father has is mine. That is what I meant when I said that he, the Spirit, will take the things that are mine and will reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. What an incredible promise Jesus makes to us in this scripture. Everything the Father has is yours through Jesus. His kingdom is one of righteousness, peace, and joy. Supernatural peace and joy, which are not based on positive or negative circumstances, belong to you as a believer. Look at what John 14, 27 says. Peace I leave with you. My peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. In essence, Jesus was saying, I am giving you my peace. I am going away and the thing I desire to leave you with is my peace. His special peace is a wonderful possession such a value and such worth. Peace was worth the shedding of his blood. The prophet Isaiah said, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needed to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him and with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Jesus became the blood sacrifice that atoned for and completely removed your sin in order for you to live in peace. God's will for you is that you live in peace with him, with yourself, and live in peace with others. 
peace and enjoyment of life go hand in hand. You can enjoy life more with an abundance of peace. Are you experiencing supernatural peace and joy? If not, remember the promise Jesus made to you and receive it. Reclaim the peace and joy that are rightfully yours. God's will for you is that you live in peace with him, with yourself, and with others. Trust that he wants you to have peace in the midst of your circumstances, whether they are good or bad. Amen. And that so applies to me. Yesterday, I had peace. No matter what was thrown at me, (laughs) I just handled it and kept my peace. Thank you, Jesus, forever and ever. Amen. Stay right there. Be back with more words to hopefully bring you peace. And commanding your morning, a daily devotional. It says, decree your future. 1 Peter 2. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. A king does not beg or cry for anything. He doesn't have to. He declares something and that thing is established. A king has the legal power to decree, which is an old English word for legislate. He institutes, he confirms, he settles, he summons, He authorizes. That is what a king does. Peter tells us we belong to a royal priesthood. The word royal speaks to our kingly attributes as believers. Remember, Jesus is king of kings. He is the capital K in king. And we are the lowercase k in kings. You must manifest your royal anointing to decree blessings over your marriage, over your family, over your business, over your ministry, over every other realm in your life. Listeners, bow your head and please repeat after me. I declare your word over my life today. I am blessed exceedingly 
abundantly above any level I could imagine. According to Deuteronomy 28, I am blessed in the city and in the field. I am blessed when I come and when I go. I am fruitful and lack no good thing. I am blessed socially, financially, spiritually, emotionally, and intellectually. My family is blessed. My workplace is blessed. My church is blessed. Because of you, I eat the good of the land. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And I hope you did pray along with me. Beautiful, beautiful words. The whole universe is waiting for us to give it instruction. The whole universe waits in anticipation for the sons and daughters of God to manifest themselves and bring it back into alignment with God's original intent for them. Every word you speak is filled with regal creative power. The first to illustrate this was God himself. According to Hebrews 11.3, the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Words are the things that this verse is referring to. Even though words are not visible, they are substantive entities that brought tangibility to the universe through the power of God. Bow your head. You brought the world into existence with your words, and you have put life and death in the power of my tongue. I stand in the authority you have given me, and I decree that every element of my day will cooperate with your plans and purposes. I will do nothing of my own, but only as you lead. Cause my will to work in perfect harmony with yours, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to read that again. It's so good. It's so true. And it's so what we discussed, Nick. You brought the world into existence with your words, and you have put life and death in the power of my tongue. I stand in the authority you have given me, and I decree that every element of my day will cooperate with your plans and your purposes. I will do nothing of my own, 
but only as you lead me, Lord. Cause my will to work in perfect harmony with yours. Cause my will to work in perfect harmony with yours. In Jesus' name, amen. In God's way, day by day, talks about facing fear. And always remember, 1 Samuel 17 says, the battle is the Lord's. David ran toward Goliath. He ran in faith based upon God's previous deliverance of him from a barren lion. He ran in confidence, knowing God had given him the ability to both run fast and use a sling well. He ran with wisdom, knowing he had chosen exactly the right stones. As you look back over your life, you no doubt can recount many instances in which God has been with you in fearful circumstances. He has delivered you before. He has given you certain abilities and strengths. He promises in his word to impart wisdom to you if you will only ask. At times, you need to confront a frightening situation in a very direct and practical way. Run toward that thing that is causing fear. Trust in God even as you go. Amen. Ephesians 3.20 He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Instead of raging against the Lord for the way he manages our lives, let us carefully consider all the benefits he bestows. So today, take a piece of paper, sit down alone in a quiet spot, write down one by one all the good things, the delights and the pleasures that he has made possible for you. List everything, the sound of music, the sound of laughter, the sound of children, the sunrise, the scent of a rose, the clasp of a friend's hand, the loyalty of a dog. If one is honest, there is no end to the list. Amen. Bye for now.